It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back the Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on Welcome ABC. back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name, of course, is Brian Beckner. I am joined, of course, by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Dramatic pause. Uh, we are, we sorry we missed you guys last week. I had some technical difficulties here at the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. They tented my location for termites, and somehow it destroyed my internet connection. So Jason and I were unable to record, although Jason didn't text me and didn't contact me at all with any interest in recording until a day after we would have recorded. And I'll be honest, that was a little bit of a test. Yeah. You failed. You failed the test. That's kind of a a move that you see in an early dating relationship. Yeah, that's right. The old, the old, I, I wasn't available, but it would have been nice if you would have asked. Yes. I mean, real, a real uh, kind of a bitch move. Wow. Wow. Well, I just, I just wanted to see how committed you were to this. And the answer is not very. (laughs) You know, I love doing this This is a passion of mine. Nearly not at all. I mean that they don't call it um, the great white in a sea of bachelor podcasts for nothing. That's I mean, right. I love this. That's right. I don't think anybody does call it. They do call it the bachelor podcast for people that don't watch the bachelor. Yeah, that's for sure what they call it. I have heard it called that by many, many people reach out often and are like, Hey, we don't watch the bachelor. Um, so Jason, take us back. We're, we're, we're a couple episodes behind. I'm caught up. I watched. So I'm aware of what happened. Why don't you take mm-hmm. us through it? Let us know what happened the last couple of weeks on The Bachelor. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go like very uh, high highlights of okay. the the first two episodes. As, because, as um, opposed to low, low lights. Exactly. Yes, so um, and, um, you know, we were reminded this week that um, by Abigail, who uh, quote said, the pressure of hometowns being in a few weeks. That's right. Dot dot dot. So That's we're right. really getting down to the nitty gritty. If hometowns hometowns are a few weeks away. That's absolutely. Right. Um, so last week, the high. Why did you start yelling all of a sudden? Out of nowhere, you just started yelling. What was that? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm Go not. On. Talking at the same rate here. Okay. Um, so as we oh left off, yes. as we left off on our last podcast, yes. um, Anna, Anna has been called out. Remember Anna? It seemed like it was oh, uh, yeah. shows ago. See, Anna, but, Anna is who I have long maintained would have been a fantastic character for this show because she's unprompted crazy. She's a, literally it might need to be institutionalized and yet so they but they plug in this big faker victoria to be a fake crazy person to to yeah. juice the show when there's plenty of actual crazy chicks because after all this is a game show where the prize is to get engaged yeah. you're going to have plenty of those yes i recall anna she's the copywriter from chicago 
And there's also there's another contestant, one of the one of the new gang, Brittany, Brittany, who who Anna had heard through her Chicago friends that Brittany uh, might be an escort. So the, um, Anna was Brittany, smart enough to go on a national TV show and say that. Right, Brittany, or as I like to call her, could get it. Knee. That's a good one. Could get to knee. Okay, yeah, go on. So um, Anna tells the ladies that um, she thinks Brittany might be an escort. Well, that causes a huge thing. Um, as you and I have pointed out, I don't know if this is real. I don't, I mean, because the Bachelor editors could have easily left this part out. Um, it has the, um, you know, potential to ruin a woman's life. And as it played out, um, that kind of sealed her fate because, you know, Katie uh, did a pretty good job of letting Matt know that there's been some bullying and that there are it's toxic back at the house. And he did some investigating. And, uh, yeah, it was found out that Anna called Brittany an escort and Matt let her go. Um, and it was pretty, um, I don't know. I don't think that it kind of lived up to the hype, but that was what Does we were. Ever? We it was the hook. It was the cliffhanger of when we last left off. Um, no more Anna. Uh, don't call women escorts on national TV. Um, yes. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to, anybody that listens to the show knows. I don't need to yell about this again. This was a total work. It was a just totally made up. Every single bit of it. It's just a, a silly game that they're playing with the listeners or the watch viewers because they think you're stupid i will say this jason matt as always he he's basically jesus christ the way he handles things because he's like you know i know anna i know this isn't your heart i know (laughs) he's like i know you're not like this i know and we all make mistakes lord knows i've made mistakes myself and i made mistakes worse than the mistake you made and I know this isn't who you are, but I'm gonna have to let you go. So it's like she was like she got cut, and she still liked him. It's like impossible to not like the guy. Yeah. He's just right. so genuine all the time. And and she was she was pissed off at herself. Yeah. And she by the end of the episode or by the end of the time for her she had admitted that she screwed up so she's, she's gonna be she's gonna be a decent bachelor in paradise contestant but we by the time we get to the end of this recap we're we got a new number one seed in my bachelor in paradise tournament go on nice mm-hmm. so um so you could guarantee that Brittany's gonna get a rose she was the victim of the escort shaming yeah um and by the way i don't there wasn't like a full scale denial that she does something close to, um, you know, be having sex or money dating. Yeah. Dating the, uh, the rich men of Chicago. I'm guessing maybe she does. I mean, she Uh, does, she does call herself a model and I haven't heard of any hundred million dollar lawsuits. She's filed against ABC and the production (laughs) company. For essentially completely ruining her reputation for the rest of her life for calling her an escort on one of the most watched shows in the history of television. I think <laughs> um, I think if were she not an escort or were she not complicit 
in coming on the Bachelor show with, with the storyline being, hey, we're going to call you an escort. There <laughs> might have been some lawsuits involved. That's just a guess. Okay, go on. Got it. I think we all know how you feel yeah. about the Britney narrative. Uh, yeah. But 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 you have to admit, a great way to get a rose and be famous for another week is to be a victim of something. Totally. Um, and that leads me to Ryan, who's another one of the new batch. Yeah. Um, after you know, after Anna's sent home, all the all the ladies are like, Whoa, we gotta we gotta we gotta nip this bullying stuff in the butt. And they all start being very fake to each other and very yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and and a couple of people smell that, smell right through it, especially Ryan, who um, who makes it known to Matt that uh, that Victoria, our queen Victoria, the plant of all plants, referred to her as a hoe at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, again, refer, referring to someone as a hoe. On TV, not a great move nowadays, especially especially if you're um, a plant, an actor, yeah. and you don't want to be caught as a plant or yeah. an actor. Yeah. So, um, so Matt pulls uh, Victoria aside, um, and you know she goes out with a bang. By the of way, she does. She she proved very much so that she's an actor in the la- in her last moments on the show. You know, he calls her in, says, you know, Ryan says you called her a hoe. And Victoria goes with the, um, that was taken out of context. <laughs> and, it's like, that's, and, like, that's like Charles Barkley being misquoted in his own book. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, Matt had a great response. He's like, in what context would the word hoe be appropriate? <laughs> um, well, although you can, there is a context because – Girls who are friends, right, will be like, hey, bitch, hey, you fucking hoe. Like, they talk to each other like that when they're friendly with each other. I hear girls talk to each other like that all the time, but it's it's in it's in jest. Not, it's not a serious thing. The problem is, is that Victoria and Ryan had just met each other one day before that. So I don't think they had like the kind of close chummy relationship where they could call each other names like that and not, and have it be in jest. It's already been established that the new girls were bullying the old girls. So in that, in that surrounding, I mean, if it was in a vacuum, you might be able to get away with out of context, but we're, we're already f- way down the road on this one. Uh, surprisingly enough, Matt doesn't kick her to the curb at that point because there's a rose ceremony when he could just choose not to extend her stay. Of course. But but in the meantime, that gives Victoria a lot of camera time, and she starts throwing a fit, saying things that only actors say, like, if I go home tonight, I will literally die um, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> There's Matt, been a heavy use of literally this season. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Matt does let her go along with a couple others. Um, and her, uh, walk off, uh, walk off message is I'm never dating another Matt as long as I live. Wow. Um, which is just sealing the fact that she was a paid actor on the show. I'm sh- I'm shocked that they would leave something like that in there. The editors to to like if you didn't think she was a plant that cemented it. Yes. I mean, if you and I go back a ways in this show, and we've seen plants that that, that we think were pretty obvious, like yes. Corinne. 
Uh, Chad Johnson, I always thought was a plant. Yeah. And then that Jordan, the male model, I, I thought he yeah. was a paid actor yeah. as well. Yes. But there, there was some, there was some overacting, but they were fairly subtle. And by the way, I'm guessing every season has had one. We, yeah. It just has, has been a little bit more subtle than this one. This was just such a glaring, um, wart like she wasn't even mildly funny she wasn't funny and not that this matters but it does when you're on the bachelor she wasn't cute she was really irritating she just everything about her was wrong and i want to point out i believe it was listener kayfabe who sent us an article a couple weeks back in Us Weekly, and I can't remember the point of the article, but one thing that was noted in the <laughs> article is that Victoria, who claims to be 27 on the show, was was named in the article, just not even, they didn't even make a point of it. They just put, you know how they put your age yeah. in commas after your yeah. name? That was like Victoria, oh, oh it was when she, because uh, news broke about the DUI she got back in the day. And, or no, she was... She, she might have been shoplifting. I don't know. She did some shit. <laughs> Shows how much I pay attention. But in the article, it said Victoria Jasinski or whatever her name is, comma, 38. Wow. That's, right. uh, that's well over uh, right. 27. Right. That's old, um, that's old enough to be on the Byron Velvet season. Yeah, and she looks like she's lived a hard life. Yeah. Um, if you said DUI, that that didn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come on this podcast and call any woman ugly, right? But you're trade um, you're trading on your if you're on the Bachelor, you're trading on your looks. Like I'm not I'm yeah. not I'm, I'm hideous. I'm disgusting. So and well, I've made that clear. But if you're I don't trade on my looks because I know I'm not. You know I can't. So if somebody's doing something that where they're trading on their looks, I think their looks are fair game. Um, as somebody who has been on a dating reality show, um, I could say that that's, you know, pretty hurtful. I remember, I remember people went on podcasts after my blind date. They weren't in podcasts, weren't in And started calling me ugly. What, 2003? There wasn't any podcast? There's no podcast in 2003. I will say I've watched many times. And if you're, if you're within the sound of my voice, I know I bring this up all the time. Go, go type these four words into a YouTube search. Jason Stewart, blind date. I guarantee you, if you have not seen that, it will be the most entertaining eight minutes of your life, and you will thank me every day for the rest of it. It's that good. Yeah, no, I can't disagree. Um, there are a couple parts that I – a couple regrets, but for the most part, I was pretty happy with how that played Count, out. Counting your stacks? Wait, wait. Showing up, showing up to her house with a signed – and I believe framed picture of yourself – was that? Do you regret that one? No, no, that was probably the best part. How about how about when you're like, you ready to go? And she's like, yeah. And then, and then you're like, hold on a second. You, let me see if let me see if I brought enough. You, you went in your pocket and you, you counted your stack. That's not a regret. What about got, going to the tubs? Was going to the tubs a regret? No, none of that was. Um, there was one line in the interview. You know how they, they always interview yeah. have an interview with the people afterwards, like, yeah. would you go out on a date or whatever? And um, 
somehow the producer got me to say something along the lines of um she called you a caveman and then you know if you were a caveman what what would you say to her or something and then they took that out of con that oh yeah and, and they, they just aired it yeah they didn't have like the preface of right. if you're a caveman what would you say to her <laughs> yeah. and i said something along the lines of dragging her out by the hair yeah. and hitting her over the head with a club or some something real uh, uh they really set you indelicate. up for that yes. yeah something real indelicate and given <laughs> given these times i do like also that and i know we're supposed to be talking about the bachelor but this is much more interesting i do like also that every few years that chick that you went on a date with pops up on some new reality show she's like tries to extend it onto some new like love island or whatever's hot at the time she gets on it and and then people come out of the woodwork to ask her about her blind date appearance with you and then she tries to deny it and like shut it down and like <laughs> really wants to distance herself from her appearance on blind date i love all of it it's really it's really exciting for me um and i'm trying to think of her name so that our listeners can say hi to her tara gerard tara gerard find her and say hi to her uh say say jason says hi so um so what happens now? They, they they go from the rose ceremony to the one-on-one date, which is, uh, you know, you and I had a favorite early on. It's Rachel. Uh, Still a favorite. Rachel from Cumming, Georgia. Right. Um, she she's so cute. She's like a little button. Yeah. She's and and she, and she could be she could be hot. Uh, but she what I like about her most of all is she's just kind of down to earth. And all of this is a very big deal to her. I really like the part where on the date they have her trying on outfits, which was awkward because it it forces him to react to it. And then she has a pair of shoes on. Um, I don't don't know. I'm not stylish, so I don't really know what expensive shoes are. But she actually says, what are they? I believe they were Christian Louboutin. Louboutin. And I'm guessing they're over forty bucks because she said yeah. I've never worn a pair of shoes over forty dollars, yeah. which to me that's a very appealing thing about this show yeah. uh, or about her. So she does kind of step in it a little bit, um, you know. In the after date uh, dinner, she she starts talking to him as if somebody were talking to, as if a couple were talking to one another at the hometowns or the overnight hold on a second before you get to that because i wasn't listening when they were talking so i would like to know what happened i they did a thing that they do on the bachelor and it never ceases to amaze me where it's like matt is gonna take you shopping and then he takes her to like these boutiques (laughs) that are at the thing and he's like just you should get that and he's like she like tries on dresses and she gets them all. She gets, he's like, how about these? There's some Louboutin shoes. And she's like, Oh my God, these are amazing. And like, he's putting it on her foot and like, it's all like kind of sexy. And then she comes back to the, um, to the, to the house and she's got all these bags. Like they put each individual thing in a bag. It's fucking straight up pretty woman it's straight out of fucking pretty woman (laughs) it is and then she's she's like look at all this stuff that matt got me and they're like oh my god you're so lucky matt took you shopping and then matt gets all the shine 
And this happens like every season. <laughs> but Matt didn't buy her shit. Like he's 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 a character on the show, same as she is. Like he's he's compensated for his time to be there. He didn't buy her those shoes. He didn't buy her those dresses. But he gets all the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it never I'm always sitting there like with my mouth agape because the chick is genuinely so thankful to him but the, it's just like any other made-up date that they have on the show it's just that she gets some clothes out of it yeah go and, on I, and by the way the bachelor itself isn't even being generous these are the companies that are giving yes, them clothes right. to show on that's their right. show that's right They're, those were donations so that's nobody right. nobody was overly generous everyone was getting something out of it of course um so as i was saying um Rachel's really cool, and she's she's cute as a button and everything else, but she really kind of overplays her card at dinner when she didn't have to. Like, you could tell Matt's into her, and I think she's going to go, like, the, to the final three regardless. For sure. And, but she starts talking to him, and the language was similar to, like, what you would see, like, very late in this in, in, in the show, and it's only, like, week four or five or whatever. She says, um, um, I'm falling in love with you. Um, that she uh, would love to to go hometown and fantasy suite with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh she, yeah. You know, so, and at at this point, of course, Matt, uh, who has never failed to nail a response, um, instead of being like, "Yeah, you know, that's a little little too far down the road. We'll see if I can catch up or whatever." He's like, um, "Rachel, I'm falling in love with you too." Yeah. And then what I think he probably added, uh, but they, they, they edited it out. He probably added after Rachel, I'm falling in love with you too. He probably said, but we're halfway through the show. So yeah. you're going to see me making out with yeah. a lot of women for the next few weeks. They all, they don't, they don't um, ever seem to include that part, but I will I I do remember that part. I was paying enough attention because I I thought what you thought. He's like, hey, she's like, I you know I think I should tell you, and I'm like, oh, she's she's overplaying her hand. And usually this happens on The Bachelorette, where a dude comes out like episode three and is like, oh, by the way, I'm in love with you. It's just it, the guys blurt it out more quickly. <laughs> She says it, and I'm like, hmm, seems a little early, but she wants to get the jump. She feels like someone else is going to say it, so she's like, fuck it, I'm going to say it first. And then I thought what you thought, that maybe Matt was going to be like, oh, wow, you know, like, play it off. But just the opposite. Her her strategy absolutely worked, Jason, because he responded, oh, really? Because I feel the same way. Yes. He responded with if with just as effusively back to her. I don't think he used the L word though, but he basically mirrored her sentiment back to her. He didn't he didn't shy away from it at all. So I think it was a good move on Rachel's part. And I, I do think he used the L word. I oh, do he think he okay. he said the exact same thing. So um so yeah, that's um that all ended pretty well. Their group group date was out on a farm, which is just miserable. They're literally shoving, uh, shoveling shit. Uh, of course, milking goats and doing all these things. You know, yeah. um, women out of their comfort zone. Fast There's always one right that really that. kicks ass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, 
I will say this, Abigail, who was on that date there at the cocktail cocktails the night after, um, Abigail's born deaf, God bless her, and then mm-hmm. she's she has these cochlear implants. So yep. she can hear pretty good now. Yep. And you could probably yeah. tell that she's deaf. Um and she says to him, and again, she doesn't have to do this shit. Uh, it's like an overshare. She says, um, as you know, you know, I, I was deaf and I'm worried about kids because it's a good chance that my kids are going to be born deaf. It's like, holy shit. Why? Why disclose that? Yeah. Like, play, play the percentage that they're not going to be deaf. Don't play the percentage that they they did. They might. And of course, Matt, you know, he, he, there's nothing. Yeah. He's completely unfettered in these situations. Makes her feel better. Uh, talks about challenges and your, you know, that's part of the thing that, that I like about you a lot. He just nails it, right? Makes yeah. her feel really yeah. good about it. Yeah. Um, so, and he, again, he uh, passes the test. Abigail oversharing, but it didn't seem to harm her in this regard. It's, She's still it's, in the show. It's something that you got to share. But it's a, it's a. I agree that it was probably a little too soon to share it. I feel like she was probably coached into sharing it because you could win the Bachelor and then share that detail. Yeah, and uh, again, who knows if it's going to uh, work out for her? But uh, God bless her. Um, at that very cocktail hour, um, MJ and this woman named Jacina, which. I think she ju- either she just started on the show or she's been such a wallflower up until now. Um, she's done a great job of being off camera. Um, so this woman, this little petite woman named Jacina, um, tells Matt that MJ has been is like one of the leaders in the bully brigade back at the house. Um, and then Jacina comes back and tells. Uh, and tells MJ that she told Matt that. Of course, that causes the rivalry. And your favorite part of the episode, MJ's first use of the term, I lead by example, was in that moment. So you hadn't watched it at that point. I think I did. I think think we're still on on uh, on the first two hours. Oh, we are. But yeah, no. no MJ's MJ's lead by example was in the second episode, right? Wasn't uh, yeah, this but that was the cliffhanger. That oh, was right. Got right? you. Got so, you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but but to your point, um, MJ really likes to say that she leads by example, um, and that she is above the fray. Um, the the one problem is this. And Jacina actually, she's pretty articulate in this whole thing. She yeah. was unfettered and she yeah. had some great lines. Yeah. And she, at one point, when they were arguing, said, um, you can you can lie to him, but he's going to see it when he watches it back, yeah, which is exactly pretty, right. Pretty yeah. she, she was leading, yeah. leading the bullying. Uh, Matt's going to see it. Yeah. And to deny it is uh, probably a bad play if yeah. you want to – that's that's why uh, that's why MJ was was freaking out a little too hard, you know, because they do. And I like when they do this thing where they're they're like Jake Card, MJ, Jacina, and the and it's like 
I got to get to the bottom of this. And so then they're like, they bring them there both to the date, right? And they're both sitting there across from each other. And then they have like a vicious argument for 45 minutes where they're screaming at each other, which is great. But then Matt comes in and he's like, <laughs> Jacina, can I talk to you? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Leaves. Let, let's immediately separate them. So, yes. so he, he literally has them staring at each other on a couch to where he could hear both their stories and he takes one out of the room at a time and then and then he never really combines them to hash it out it's just i'm gonna hear your story i'm gonna hear yours and i'm gonna believe one of them one of my favorite things yeah the way the show works um so anyways Justina, she's she's now officially on the show and she's pretty impressive um mj looks like a fool she's a bully um, and of course the one-on-one date, which is one of the more forgettable one-on-one dates is with Kit and it's back at her place and they're cooking. Nothing of any relevance, um, yeah. or significance happens here other than the fact that he's really nice to her and makes her feel great about herself, which is exactly what that guy does every time. Uh, Kit gets the rose so uh, they're back at the house, and they get a, a, a special date card, and it's just a date card of Matt saying, I need to see both of you, and it played out how we just described. Now, that was the cliffhanger, and that brings us to this week's episode. So everybody's waiting to see who wins between Jacina yeah. and MJ. Yeah. And, and to make things a little bit more interesting, there's a rose in the middle of the table. Yeah. So not only – does the ouster leave uh, the person who stays gets a rose, presumably. So it raises the stakes. Um, MJ, again, as they're squabbling back and forth, she has some great lines. Um, I think she said something like, hey, you're always talking about um, um, the fact that you hate weak bitch energy. And she's like, well, weak bitches don't lie. (laughs) Uh, Which is is a good one. Um, And by the way, before Matt sits down and arbitrates this he uh they have him pulling up in a red 911 again and, love this I love this first of all he's 69 so 911 and then <laughs> he's too tall he's, for that car i don't yeah. think he's 69 but he's very tall <laughs> when i think of 911s i think german engineered like audubon like right. you need to be out in space so that you could let that thing go yeah, i mean i don't know right. how many horsepower i'm not a gearhead but Porsches are one of the fastest cars on the planet, um, and they have this guy what driving it across the resort. <laughs> it's a he little odd. It. It's a little odd. He, he also minutes later he's out. He also rolls up in a G wagon for another date. And again, I'm right. like, don't they have golf carts there that they can tote you guys right. around in? Um, so he gets out of the 911, and he eventually. Um, does not choose, or he he sends MJ home. He believes Jacina, which I think was the good call. MJ very bitter at Jacina basically for telling on her. Um, but like I said, when we watch it back, Matt, I guess this is the watch back. Matt has already knows right now that that the MJ yeah, lied to him. Matt's aware. Um, uh, um, hold on, hold on. We need to properly eulogize mj mj because i found mj to be very cute and also 
I don't think MJ did anything wrong. She's a contestant on a game show. And this Jacenia is a big fucking tattletale. And she should have left well enough alone and allowed MJ to continue on The Bachelor. MJ is a hairstylist from Ohio, which is something I can attest is very positive attribute. Further, I will say this. I'm very happy to see MJ appear on Bachelor in Paradise, which I'm hoping is going to be filmed very soon. Because she she walks out of The Bachelor and she is immediately my number one seed on Bachelor in Paradise. MJ, I like MJ to go wire to wire on Bachelor in Paradise, really stir it up, get in fights with lots of chicks and get lots of dudes liking her. So RIP MJ, but also very happy to see her on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay, continue. And it's a good chance on Bachelor in Paradise she's going to remind us and and everybody there that she leads by example, um, which is what she likes to think about herself. Right. Now, um, after MJ goes home, everyone's, you know, uh, you know, surprised and everything else back at the uh, at the couch. And then Serena starts the next rivalry. It goes from one rivalry to the next. So Serena is on the couch Everyone has their words about MJ leaving, and Serena's like, I blame Katie. If Katie didn't tell Matt that this place was toxic and there was bullying, then none of this would have happened. And um, Which is a real like interesting move. Like, I don't know if you want to be seen on TV as someone who not only does bullying but wants yeah. it covered up yeah. uh, to not show your true colors. She, she doesn't look great in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, blindsides Katie, who basically um, tears her a new one at the uh, when they confront each other later. But anyway, Serena P. starts this. I think that's her name. It's the Asian woman who hasn't had any time with Matt. He doesn't seem yeah. interested at all in her. I don't mind um, Serena P. She's, she seems kind of cool. But what do you think about the the person we've all run into this person at some point in our life that isn't necessarily accountable for their actions and not sorry that they did it and they're really pissed at the person that narked? Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's, you know, it's cutthroat out there. I'm fine. You with don't it. seem to, you don't seem to care about Serena. Okay, no. so um. That leads to the rose ceremony, and um, I'm going to take credit for something here. Oh, interesting. Um, Ryan and Brittany go home. Thank God. They are – they were – the reason why they stayed this far is because they were the victims of bullying. But um, as my theory um, was, when those five new women came into the house – They're all gone. I said – all of them are there for one reason, because this one person is someone that Matt has handpicked as somebody that he wants to have in the house. Oh, and that's Michelle. Th- I thought that was Ryan. Didn't he wasn't nope. didn't he go on that horse riding date with Ryan? It's well, I don't know if he went on a horse riding date, but he was with Michelle and they hit it off. And it wasn't a surprise because he handpicked her. Mm-hmm. Well, all the all the women in the new group are gone except for Michelle. That's and, I'm stunned to see Brittany go because she of the of the second crop 
other than the fact that she's been outed as um, having sex for money. And I've, I often say sex work is work, by the way, I don't, I don't judge sex workers at all. Um, That said, she was, she was very cute and I expected her to stick around a while. So that was kind of stunning. And um, of note, the one person, the established person that went home is Maggie, who is the woman from Ethiopia. And she seems, seems like a sweetheart, but she was the one who admitted in the first episode that um, she came from Ethiopia when she was 12. And then when she first sees Matt, she says, I came to America to, to meet you. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a disconnect there with Maggie. 41 years ago when she was 12. Maggie, <laughs> I don't know how she was still there. Um, and again, I, she claims to be to be a pharmacist. I believe that. She claims to be from Ethiopia. I also believe that. Uh, where I'm tr- What I'm troubled with is she claims to be 32 years old, which would have her born like around 1988, 89. <laughs> And that I'm having a hard time with. So I would like to, had she continued on the show and were she to go on to, to place to, 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 to a podium finish, let's say I would have needed to see the long form birth certificate. I'm talking front and back, no photocopies because I just was not buying that Maggie was 32. That's all. And I, you um, aptly compared her. She's the Yasiel Puig, um, or not Yasiel Puig, but uh, Adrian Beltre yes. of uh, of yes. this Bachelor season, which is an apt comparison. Right. Um, so she so gets you a lot of doubles. The big tease in this episode, and it really it's cringeworthy how they keep doing this. Um, they keep shoehorning Harrison into little. Uh, things, little things he's got to do on camera. Well, this uh, complete nobody that nobody that no one watching the show remembers. I vaguely remember her because she's got these blue eyes that are just um, that you can't not notice them. But I really didn't know where what season she was on. But this Heather Heather Martin, they've said her last name. Yeah. Um, I had to I had to look it up. She was she, in an Underwood season. She was. Jason, she, she never was, kissed anybody. She was a virgin. Virgin right. never kissed anybody. Right. Yeah, and and I think the the big thing with that was that they were both virgins in the Underwood season, but she had never kissed anybody, and there was some drama about her first kiss being on national TV, which was such bullshit. But I I don't remember if 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 Colton did kiss her or he kind of said, "I want your first kiss to be meaningful with somebody that you're gonna." you know, be with. Right. And he let off the hook. Maybe, um, maybe our, uh, our Twitter follower can give us the answer to that. I don't remember when that happened. Um, so anyways, she's a complete nobody, but she wants to come on and infiltrate the show because she knows Matt. And how does she know Matt? Well, if you connect the dots, this Heather Martin was on Underwood season, with the um, what was the name of the the woman who became Hannah, the Bachelorette? Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown. Yeah, this, no, they say um, that she says that she's like I was hanging out with Hannah Brown, and yes. uh, she, he, she's 
with and Tyler C was there. I can't remember how she said it. And Tyler C is best friends with with Matt and oh they oh who, together and they're roommates and oh who by the way shows up next. Right. So Tyler C is roommates with Matt. Like I don't know. Maybe uh, Reality Steve had this way before, but I did. didn't know. Oh, I knew that. That the reason why Matt was chosen um, for you know there's a couple reasons, but one was I guess Tyler C is like my roommate is this gorgeous tall black man. You guys should give him a try. So he had an in. Yeah. So this Heather Martin now knows him friend of a friend yeah um and by the way is hannah with tyler c that's another no, thing i need to no, know i don't think so i think i think they might be i don't i think i mean if if you were tyler c would you no. be no. settling down with some alabaman chick that's I mean, who that lost on dancing with the stars i mean he was banging one of those um <laughs> Hadid. He was banging a Hadid sister. And now, I mean, he's gorgeous. I mean, the guy's tearing it up. He lives in New York City. I don't I think mean, he's we with saw, Hannah Brown. We saw his assets um, in this, this episode. Guy's gorgeous. They made, they made sure to put him in nothing but a tight jockey yeah. uh, underwear yeah. for us to look at. So um, Tyler C. comes on. We are... Um, familiarized with him. Uh, They play this uh, random game of billiards, which if you really watch closely, um, hitting the actual balls, like using the cue stick to hit balls, was secondary to them having to get their multiple shots in of dialogue because Uh none of them were – they weren't really aiming, or and none of the none of the balls came close to getting into a pocket. This it is, was just a kind of a thing that they had to do, but they weren't playing. This is what this is what happens when you, there are no actual men involved in the production, because right. if there were a man on the scene, the man would say, "Okay." Here's what we're going to do. You're going to continue this conversation, but first we're going to set up a combo shot for the corner pocket. Go ahead, make the shot, give it a hit, chalk the cue, like set it up, do the shot, and then continue your conversation. You Because guys are going to notice that shit. Guys are going to notice when the sports aspect of the production is wrong. And that was very noticeable. They're just whacking fucking balls around the table like children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that whole thing was to um, Tyler C was giving him advice. And I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning. Um, he gives the advice to his best friend that to me is like the easiest, lowest hanging fruit um zero imagination or thought like if you don't want to think about the advice and somebody asks you for it and you just want to mail it in you're going to say one of two things and he said both of them he said just be yourself and what was the what was the other one what's the um just be yourself and why am i why am i why am i not thinking of this one i don't know um i'm pretty sure i fast forwarded through this but uh, I'll find it. But okay, anyway, yeah. so Tyler Tyler C mail, mails in uh-huh. <laughs> mails in the advice to his uh, to his roommate. Um, I think that the, at some point 
Heather Martin shows up and they have this like make believe CCTV thing where they're it's above the the parking attendant and they do this whole uh play acting thing where she comes up to the gate and he says what's your name and he's like sorry you can't come in you're not quarantined and then they call uh Chris Harrison in and I think in the tease, Chris Harrison is uh, quoted as saying, what the F is Heather doing, or what's her name, Heather doing here? Uh, totally everything was scripted and play acted. Chris Harrison comes out and it's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I want to come on the show. I think I can marry this guy. And he's like, you're not even, you're not even quarantined yet. I'm going to have to run this by some of the higher ups and I'll get back to you. And she's like, please do, right? And then the worst shot, and they I could tell they had to take multiple takes of this. They have like a close-up of Harrison waving at Heather as she retreats back to wherever. And he horribly delivers a line. He says, just when you think you've seen it all. Yeah. And c- completely... Uh, lands flat again, shoehorning Harrison into these scenes. The camera setup, the Jason, giving him horrible lines like that, and he's a, a bad actor they're, too. They're they're like shooting it from a scissor lift or a crane to make it look like they're that it's like accidental that they have to get the boom guy and the cameraman in the shot as well. So as though. It's not another camera that's shooting it. So it's all shot from above. So you can get the full picture, like from the guard shack of the resort with her supposedly not being let in. I'm, and then the, um, Chris Harrison, like socially distanced away from her and the cameraman and the boom guy equally socially distanced. The whole, when, just like you explained, the whole her pulling up to the guard shack was so ridiculous and so poorly acted. Chris Harrison and the and the producers of The Bachelor should be apologizing today to every single person that watched that show. It was the <laughs> single worst moment that's ever happened on the show. They if you're listening to me right now and you watch The Bachelor, Chris Harrison thinks you're a fucking idiot. And that's why they do shit like on the like that on the show because they think you're stupid they think i'm stupid and they're laughing at you right now they're they they think you are a stupid person and that's why they do shit like this and they should have to apologize because it was horrible go on i mean in a show of cringeworthy moments multiple cringeworthy moments an episode this was very cringeworthy that entire thing was just horrible um, so anyways, the Heather Martin uh, uh, angle plot line has been uh, planted. Um, Matt takes a woman named Piper, um, and she's a cutie, um, to – like it's dark outside. Yeah. So he takes her through the woods and into this uh, mm-hmm. open field mm. and says, open your eyes, mm. and it's a carnival. Right. A carnival yeah. with rides yep. and games yep. and zero employees. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see <laughs> one carny running, yeah. ri- r- doing the rides yeah, or, or doing are, the games. How are the rides? It's like a ghost <laughs> carnival. Like somebody's got to be operating the rides, yeah. right? 
You'd think. I mean, just for at the very least safety uh, precautions, yes. so they could go up and kind of um, half-assedly check and make sure that the bar in front of you is going to stay stay there. Um, but yeah, there are no employees. It was amazing. They played games um, and they they did the rides and they didn't have have to wait in any lines. Yep. So that was kind of cool. Yep. Um, but back at the house. Katie really wants to spend more time with Matt to explore their relationship, right? She's got Serena C in her ear saying, you are the reason for all this. But she's like, I just want to focus on Matt. So when they do the group date card, they name everybody but Katie, setting up a one-on-one with Katie, the narc, the woman that brought the vibrator to the, uh, to the first episode She's going to have a one-on-one with Matt, and everybody else gets to go bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, we 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 can't. As I'm kind of glossing over things here, we can't. We get we get we have to do an about face and go back and hit something. Um, after Piper and Matt have a, a very forgettable dinner where nothing uh, relevant happens, yeah. a kiss, some a rose. They walk outside, and he says there's one more thing, and it's a band named Temecula Road. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I almost texted you. I almost texted you. So there's three three of them. I think they're siblings. Um, Like one of those harmonizing – like I've always described uh, the Bachelor is good at putting Caucasian country but not country bands – on their show to serenade the couple, um, Temecula Road, which you know me having graduated from Temecula Valley, That's right. That's I right. had to do a quick Google search, and I think they're from Temecula here in California. There, but I, is there but I couldn't Temecula? find out for sure exactly because yeah, yeah. all it says is Temecula Road, named after the city they were raised in, but right. they don't really confirm that it, it's you know just north yeah. of San Diego. Well, who- and- Right. Who would admit they were from Temecula, much less put it in their much less say they graduated from high school there or put it in the name of their band? Like, that's crazy. Underrated, underrated community, <laughs> yes. Temecula. Yeah. I, I always have a, a spot in my heart. For you know, them, but- hey, you know, what's not bad. I'll be honest. You know, what's not bad. Old town Temecula. Yeah, it's kind of quaint. Some of the best antiquing. You, you could ever do kind of quaint. Gets yeah. a little hot out there, and the people are sketchy, but it's, it's no. kind of cute. It's kind of quaint. Um, so Temecula Road is serenading them, and of course they force Matt to say, "I can't think of a better night. Uh, I can't think of a better ending to a great date having Temecula Road play for us." Yeah. And he has to he has to enunciate very slowly yeah. to make sure that all of us know what the band is because nobody knows who it is but they pretend like they do which is always so weird <laughs> oh yeah oh how did you know that i like temecula road right. yeah. um so um everybody else gets a group date except for katie right and they do something that's actually a cool date like this show always has the worst ideas for dates but going to a bowling alley is just a cool date it's a cool group date. Yeah. It's fun. Mm. Who doesn't like to bowl? Um, yeah. And it, 
What, you're against bowling? Well, I saw a tweet the other day, and I don't know who to credit this to, but somebody was like, hey, they're like, remember pre-COVID when people would go to bowling alleys and then just like put their fingers in random balls (laughs) and then just like eat chicken wings and shit? And I was like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that. Like, there's no one's ever going to do that again. It's never going to happen again. Uh, But yes, bowling is is fun for like 10 minutes. Um. I, I, I disagree. I okay. love Boeing. Yeah. But but they did have like community chips and wings and stuff and they were <laughs> yes. Boeing. So yes. it was a throwback. Um and it was always a surprise when one of the people in your group got pink eye after after Boeing. Because uh <laughs> you have zero idea what is in those holes. And and what, what did we uh what did we learn? We learned that uh at the beginning of COVID, we learned that the average person touches their face like 400 times a day or yes, something. A minute. Yes. <laughs> so the, the pink eye was like an inevitable thing. If you went with a group of four, one of you was going to get it. Um, but nothing, so nothing significant really happens at the bowling alley. Um, I will say this, Michelle is an athlete. You could tell she, uh, I think she's a pretty good bowler. I, I can't, I, I don't know that for sure. Um, Chelsea is really getting on my nerves. Chelsea is the, I think she's the model. I like uh, her. Very short hair. She's getting on my nerves a little bit though. I mean, she's constantly complaining that she hasn't had the right amount of time with Matt, just constantly complaining about it. And they just keep going to her saying these things. Yeah. And it's just like, I always think, okay, yeah. Why are you? Why is it important to you when you know you know that that how the show works? And if he really likes you, he's going to keep you around and give you a late one-on-one date, yeah. which is which is what you want anyways. So they keep having her complain. Yep. And then at the at the cocktails the night after the date, when she does get time with him on the sofa, she says it's been really frustrating because we haven't had time. Yeah. It's like you spend the time that you get with him complaining about the time that you didn't get yeah, with him. It's it's, um, it's a problem. Right, right. And so uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea is so cute. Like it's they they would have been wise to maximize her time on this show because she's really attractive. And I'm not I think she could still be a finalist here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 not a fan. I am. She's a, She's gone down on, on my personal mm-hmm. list. She could go down uh, on my... Oh, yeah, go on. So, of course, he gets back to the couch, and he starts bringing up the girls that made an impression on him at the cocktails. And he, and he mentioned Chelsea, who really wants a rose. And then, of course, he gives it to Michelle, the newbie that he handpicked to come on the show. He got rid of everybody and he yeah. just gave Michelle a rose, so she's not going anywhere. Yeah. I have a feeling she's going to be top two because it's this show's already been um, it's predetermined. Been mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Tyler C. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the part where Tyler C. shows up. This is when he ha- does show up. Yeah. And, and his his advice for Matt is uh, just be yourself, man, and have fun. Oh, that was the oh, thing you couldn't oh, remember. Those are the two things yeah. that are the laziest bit of advice that you could possibly give to anybody. Yep. Um, and he did say on camera, Matt did, I've seen this process work for Tyler. 
And that I got thought that was weird. Again, yes. that he's still with Hannah. I think he might be. No, the process did not work for Tyler. He lost. He lost on the show, and she got balls deep with the other guy four times, and with Tyler zero times on the show. Like he's he lost. He and then he was not brought back as the bachelor. Like it didn't. That was a stupid thing to say because the process didn't work for him. <laughs> And also, he was a contestant, not the actual Bachelor. Again, a different situation. Opposites, really. I um, I want to say this. And again, we pride ourselves on being the, the Bachelor podcast that doesn't know a whole lot about The Bachelor. I think she – her final three was the pilot that she had sex in the windmill four times. Pete. And then – and then Tyler C. And then the guy that had a girlfriend, right? He, she chose Jen. the guy that had a girlfriend. Yep. And then at some point, Tyler C. Came back into the mix. I'm not sure how that worked, but um, but anyways, that was kind of uh, how the group date ended. Michelle gets a rose. Tyler C. Comes into the mix, and then Tyler C. Is incorporated into the next date, the one on one with Katie, and they did kind of this punked thing. Where they were in the background giving the uh, giving a masseuse cues on what to do yeah. Yeah. to humiliate was, Tyler C, who you, is as everything but tight jockeys on you, the massage table. You, you know how I feel about pranking. You know, you know my thoughts on pranking. I hate it. It was this was so dumb. They try to do like a candid camera thing or whatever. It's so dumb, so unfunny, so uninteresting. It was just lame all the way around. I hated it. Yeah. But, and, and the whole time Matt's like, you know, it, Katie's just really cool to do these things with. And I had said when Katie did narc on all the rest of the women, I had said that that seals her fate as she's now a buddy. Yeah. She's a buddy on the show. He doesn't see her as anything other than that. It's the rock of love corollary. Right. Mm-hmm. And th- this date did nothing to um, to contradict right. that. Yeah. They had a fun time. She's fun. He's fun. They go to the uh, to the dinner and she actually let she actually um, you know, opened up to him and basically told him that I hope that uh, that we could see this through together. Yeah. I see a future with you, and then he has that look on his face that uh, that isn't good news. And he tells her, um, "I'm further along with other relationships." Yeah, and she just is completely blindsided. And then he uses the old tension breaker um, to avoid or to kind of move things along and get out of the awkwardness. He says, "Can I walk you out?" Yeah, that's, Which, always, that's always the tension breaker. She, she was st- she was still stunned because he did the thing where he picked up the rose and actually seemed things seemed like they had gone kind of well. So he picked up the rose and and then he was like, "But I can't give you this rose." And it was like like full record scratch and all, <laughs> and that was it. Like, uh, see you later. Um, and th- and that's how it wrapped up. And I got to be honest, I I had that spoiled for me by our dear friend Reality Steve. Because you, you came across a spoiler? I came across a spoiler. You know, I don't tra- we don't traffic in spoilers here and I don't even I rarely go on Twitter anymore. I took Twitter off my phone 
because I found myself just mindlessly scrolling it too often. So I have to like make a point to go check on Twitter. And I went on Twitter and I just scrolled quickly and I saw Reality Steve and he dropped a huge spoiler. Not for this season though. <laughs> but he told me that Katie was being kicked off this week because she's she's about to be announced as the new Bachelorette. What? Yeah, did you know that? Wait a minute. Why, why would you tell me that? Why would you why would you do that? You know I don't like spoilers. Yeah, but you, you already um, know she's been, you already know she's been fired from the show. So like what I know that Just, part. That, I didn't know she was gonna be at the Bachelorette. But that's though. not a spoiler. That's I mean eventually they're gonna tell you who the Bachelorette is. It's Katie, I mean, by that, the way. It should I'll tell you right now. Uh, it's one thing, not very interesting to have it as Katie. She seems fine. She's whatever. She's just like every other bachelorette they've ever had. I'd be more interested in seeing Chelsea. Assuming she doesn't win this show, she's a model. She's beautiful. She's black. Like She's got a lot of interesting things about her. Like That would True. have been a good bachelorette. This Katie is just as boring as every other bachelorette that's ever been. Go on. Yeah, that she is just kind of a run of the mill uh, yeah. person. Just, She's kind yeah. of yeah, um, kind of wheat toast. I mean, she likes but, to get down with her vibrator, which I respect. But uh, you know, yeah. we we've already like know that, that about her. Yeah, that was that was a good move. Sure. Um, and and you meant you did bring up the fact that that Matt did kind of a cruel thing, and knowing his personality is such a nice guy that the producers must have made him do this because after she spills her heart to him. He picks up the rose and holds it up only to tell her he can't give it to her. I thought that was a dick move, but they must they must have him do that. But it's so cruel. Did you I mean, I just said all of what you just said. I just think I just thought it was so cruel, though. Yeah, it is. Why? Why would you do that? Why not just leave it? Leave it into in the holder. And by the way, by the way, um. It's one one of those things that doesn't really work in real life. In other words, I don't know how many times you've broken up with somebody. It's millions. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 the few times I have had to have that conversation, um, if I was to after that conversation. <laughs> can I walk just, you to, out? Yeah, to just break up the awkwardness. <laughs> say, can I walk you out? Yeah. I think you're, I think you'd be greeted with the fuck that. <laughs> if I if I were to do that, she would have to yeah. read it on the post-it note that I wrote. <laughs> the, po- the post-it note that I that said I wanted to break up would say at the bottom. Also, if you want, I could I could c- come over and walk you out because <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> actually be in the same room. Uh, okay, is that it? Can we wrap up? We've really gone yeah. long here. Well- yeah. One last thing. Heather Martin is the tease for next uh, episode. She um, put a dress on and she has infiltrated the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. They know each other. I'm not interested in this timeline at all. I have zero interest in what happens with Heather Martin, who nobody knows. I'm telling you what's going to happen. She's going to come and she's going to go. It's not – she's not going to continue past the episode. It's actually – a huge fucking waste of time and it's Chris Harrison and everybody else in charge of production laughing in our faces because they think we're so fucking stupid that that's all they're saying with this is stupid people watch this show and we know it so we're going to do something so dumb that they're going to eat it up and that's that's where we're at with this show that's where we are with The Bachelor fuck The Bachelor fuck everybody involved with The Bachelor I'll be watching next week of course 
so you said um, that you, a new there's a new leader in the clubhouse. You think there's a new leader for you? Well, no, it's Rachel. I mean, Rachel's a leader. I like I, I'm, I'm I I have Rachel and Michelle top of the heat, but I like I like Chelsea. I like Chelsea. He likes Chelsea. This Piper is coming on. I don't mind um, Piper. She she's coming on. She could be third, maybe even um, Abigail. She plays her cards right. Yeah, she might no. be able to to be in third. Abigail's gonna. Abigail is gonna drop off just before um, just before overnights. I like you her. So? For, I like her for hometowns, and then that's it. She's gone. She's out. All right. For Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Lifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection. We're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We're starting in a